0: Hello, uh, Malcolm Abram, Earthbreaker Devices, oh. talking to the uh, folks at Firestone. Hold on a second. Something, something's yeah, not working
1: oh. right here. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're recording now, Malcolm. We'll have to cut the uh, the front of this off. And I'm afraid to stop it because the last time we did that, I couldn't start it again. Let it go. All right. So so you're on. Go ahead. Uh Malcolm Agram, Earthquake Devices here with
0: members of the class of 72 and their Save the Music campaign. Got some questions. That's it. We ready? All right. Uh 50 years. Like I said, I was uh being born your sophomore year. So uh how do we feel about does it feel like 50 years? Does it feel like yesterday? What does it feel like?
2: Let me start let me start with that particular question. It does you know seem like an awful long time but we've had periodic reunions over the years and we've seen each other every once in a while uh, and seen others more uh, socially than 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 some. but uh, 50 years has gone by. Uh, it seems like in a blink at this point, even though we all know that we're getting on, as it were, but uh, we're going to get it on with our 50th reunion and have a lot of fun doing it.
0: What is the, the actual reunion?
2: We have combined with the class of 71 uh, to uh, have a uh, two-party affair that weekend, September 9th and 10th, the class of 71 hosting us uh on on the 9th we'll have our own event on the 10th uh at uh, uh at dusty's landing in the portage lakes and uh it's something we've been working quite a while towards and i think alita can tell you a little bit more about the overall work of the committee and how much work has gone into putting something like this together
0: okay please
3: so I would say that the committee began work mm, at least a year and a half ago, maybe even longer. Um, I had to look back in past emails to see how it started because it's just kind of been organic. But Roger was, uh, actually there was another woman, Saran, who sent out an email asking if anyone wanted to do it. And Roger raised his hand. And then Roger very cleverly tapped us all on the shoulder for no particular reason. It's a random group of people. Um, and it has been one of the best experiences of my life. Uh, You know, high school was high school was a fun time and it was an awkward time and it was a hard time. Um, and basically when I look back on, I see, Oh, that was just growth. That was just growing up. And what's been fun now is reconnecting with these people. And we may look I mean, when we see each other, I'm speaking for myself. They still look exactly the same. I can't believe it's been 50 years. I see them, I see them as who they were when I first knew them, um, and uh, and it's been like corralling cats to try and get us to do something. But um, we've made a lot of progress. There's this great ebook. There's the Earthquaker. There was the decision to do Save the Music. Uh, there's a T-shirt. And that's just the stuff leading up to it, and the events that we have planned for the weekend. Or, um, you know, we'll get to go see the Firestone Learning Center, see how it changed. We'll go for a hike, a five-mile walk or run for those who can. Uh, uh, another option is to play golf, and um, and then the two parties, and then I'm you sure we'll just get out our wheelchairs and we'll go home after that. <laughs>
0: All right. So, how did we get from a random group of classmates? gathering to celebrate their continued survival to hey let's raise some money for something how did, how did we get a purpose beyond marking our continued existence
4: well as, as alita mentioned there was an initial email that went out and uh this class has really uh never done uh kind of mail-in kinds of reunions and our 30th was uh at tanger camp array room and daryl Called in a chip uh, from a long lost, I guess, uh, favor that he had, and, and booked Spencer Davis Group without Stevie Winwood, but was nevertheless with Spencer Davis Group, and also it was kind of a reunion of uh, the Sanders brothers, Larry and Steve Sanders, who were Firestone graduates that had some notoriety with a group uh, called the Line, and so. The, um, the idea uh, really that we floated initially was, how do we give back, have a good time, but what can we do in terms of uh, giving back? And an ebook was, was an idea that I had from a standpoint of that, that Firestone specifically and moreover Akron had so many uh, people of note that had uh, either been Akronites or in a lot of cases, Relative to music, specifically, graduate from Firestone, and so we said, "Hey, let's let's do a, a book and kind of commemorate and acknowledge the contributions that these people have made." And it really um, probably was ended up being much broader than we thought it was going to be, and it was clearly a, a group effort. And um, we we all weren't weren't friends coming in. We obviously all knew each other, but. Um, I'm not sure how the the group was kind of organically assembled, and uh, what I think has been one of the most satisfying things is that our skill sets tended to complement one another in these in this project. All right, how did we settle on uh, save the music? Well, that was I would say an inspiration, really, from from the Black Keys, and of course, Pat Carney and and um, uh, Dan Arbach are graduates of Firestone. And uh, we were going through this process and we knew we wanted to raise money for a cause, weren't sure what it was gonna be and threw out different things. And then we saw where uh, in conjunction with the, the Black Keys release of Delta Cream that they were giving back to the Mississippi communities that uh, spawned uh, the, the blue sound of that, of that release. And one thing led to another. We got a hold of Save the Music and we said, hey, you know, maybe that's a good thing for Akron uh, if, if we raised money for this cause. And it turned out Save the Music did not have a presence in Akron or does not currently have a presence in Akron.
1: Yeah, nice.
0: Were uh, any of you in band? Any, of any sort of band? I was band? in uh, all the
2: organized music activities at Firestone, I was in another band. I was in a jazz ensemble that performed outside uh, all around uh, Ohio. Uh, so I was pretty well immersed in music at that point. Uh, you know, my career path could have been music. I chose to go into uh, broadcasting and journalism. And so that's how I spent the early part of my life after college and uh, moved on to other areas.
0: All right. Uh, so as someone who did do that, do you, do you feel that uh, music education is a, still an important part of education? Because, you know, say the music exists in part because across the country, music programs are the, the first to get axed. Often. That's,
2: that's true. And I think a musical education is, is vital. I, I don't know what I would be like, where I would be, what I would be doing if I didn't have music in my life. Uh, I was lucky enough to be able to take trumpet lessons from an early age on, and uh, that solidified my love for music. And any time that you can develop a positive situation, such as a love for anything, uh, that's a good thing. And that's what we want to see out of this uh, fundraising event. All
0: right. So you've uh, you've got 8K plus so far.
3: Well, we're just shy of 10.
0: Oh, nice,
3: all right. Our our total doesn't show all of the, if the monies don't come in directly to to the website, they come in another way, but we are just like, you know, $50, $75 shy of 10. Which considering the last time, I'm sorry.
0: You're halfway there.
3: We are, we're we're gonna do this. Uh, We are way ahead of the last, one of the last reunions we had, we had raised money for uh, an Akron hospice group and, we're way past that number, so that's really exciting.
0: All right. Do you know? I mean, just from having gotten involved with this, is music in APS schools? Is it is it in danger? Is it any has as there less now than there was in 1972? Well, music in as schools,
2: you, as we've talked about previously, fifty years has gone by. It's a long time. I'm not that well-versed in uh, the state of music in the Akron Public School District, but I do know that uh, for the amount of time I spent in those rehearsal rooms, I got an awful lot out of it, and this is a great way to go so others can have that same experience.
1: All right. So you put the book together. yeah. Hi, this is Daryl here. So. Uh, I, I want to first, Malcolm. I want to thank you for this, and uh, Earthquaker has just been huge, and and you guys, your participation uh, has really been priceless to us. And as Lita pointed out, you know, and and uh, from this vision uh, a year and a half ago, this thing took a life of its own, and uh, and and it's it's incredible. And what we found out, and. You know, I wasn't born in Akron. I got there in grade school, and I went all the way through middle school. And I ended up, uh, you know, being fortunate enough to be there long enough. My family and was moving around a lot as as a young boy, and so when I was fortunate enough to get all the way through high school and graduate from them with with uh, these people and the people that we're we're uh, going to have our reunion with, and uh, the one thing that really uh, that that really struck us in the beginning was the effect that music had back in that uh, in the 70s when cleveland was blossoming and music was happening and the british invasion and, and back in the 60s that you know caught fire and 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 the, the blues and the and the folk music and it all just kind of came together and then the 70s happened and it was a tumultuous uh time the the war in vietnam and and what was going on and there was a disruption in kent state and and we all caught fire and what really what we feel is that you know that that whole Akron sound came out of it. Now, in all of the interviews that we've done in our ebook, and the, and the ebook is much bigger than music. We saw that it took a uniqueness and a, and a life of its own. Uh, that we started covering the founders and who how this town came about and whatnot. But one of the questions that we asked, uh, uh, and a lot of them were musicians, sports people. Uh, figures uh, that, that were involved in the community, whatnot, but a lot of it were, were musicians like Pat Carney and Phil Kage and uh, uh, Bob Kidney from the Numbers Band. We, we've had a few of them, um, but we, we tried to find out what this Akron sound was all about. And, and, and what we came up with was, you know, what I mean, we, we tried to just be flip and say it was something in the water, but it was more than that. It was a time. It was, a, it was a, 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 a junction in the road where everything was just perfectly aligned for this uh, incredible uh, movement to happen that, that's been called the Akron Sound. And so we really wanted to you know, because music was such a big part of it, you know, standing in line for, for hours, you know, just a month, two months before Jimi Hendrix and camping out just to get tickets. I mean, that was part of our life. That's, that's, that's w- what kind of motivated us. And we soon found out that it was much bigger than that. Um, it, it was a a, a, a city that, uh, that, that not only produced incredible talent, but uh, individuals that went on in their careers to make a difference, and some of them just in the community, uh, some of them in their in their family that created, you know, people like Ralph Carney and Pat Carney who created, or Jim Carney who created Pat Carney, and and so you know that that old thing happened, but it was bigger than that. It was. It, were, it was people that affected the world, even today with LeBron James uh, and classmates that came after us, like Jeff Gilliam, who went on to become a world-class uh, concert pianist, who really made a difference. Judy Resnick, who's in our... Okay, the recording came back. That was weird. Uh, at any rate, we'll have to clean that up. But people like Judy Resnick, who obviously we, we weren't able to, you know, she was dead, uh, but we researched her. And the advent of, uh, of AA that came out of Akron. I mean, it's, it, it, it was beyond any of our imagination what this would happen, uh, uh, what would happen out of this book. And then then getting into like Roger and Alita talked about with Save the Music and then Earthquaker. Uh, it has really been true, so I, I echo what what Alida and uh, Steve and 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 Roger have said that it really has been an experience that is is hard to uh, number one put into words, but to equal in terms of an experience and you know i w- w- all of us had a good ride and and uh, a lot of us were were blessed with opportunity far beyond our our, our reach, but uh, this has been one of those and so. Uh, the year and a half, every week that we get on, it's like our own little mini reunion, and uh, and we're kind of you know excited to be closing in on this, and all of us to finally come together in the same city and in the same room at the same time is uh, is going to be something that we'll always remember, and uh, and uh, I think that's what we want to express more than anything, Malcolm.
0: All right. Well, as as you were. Gather, conducting and gathering these interviews from all these folks from and around, from around here and around here. Is did did any I don't know? Were there any commonalities? There's any themes present themselves? How everybody you know about growing up here?
2: At least from the musicians that we spoke with, uh, they seem to know each other a whole lot. I mean,
0: just uh, across the decades. I mean, across, you know, Phil Keggy and, Phil and Carney are <laughs> decades yeah. apart.
2: It, it, you know, for for example, uh, Phil Keggy, who was in the Glass Harp, wanted uh, uh, Joe Walsh to audition for the James gang. And he knew Joe Walsh. They played opposite each other in Kent. Uh, they went back and forth. Uh, there was a camaraderie there. Uh Susan Schmidt Horning uh, who was in The Poor Girls and Shy Pig told us that when they were just getting started Joe Walsh helped her, her guitar and amp and electronic equipment into a venue uh, to help uh, them set up. Uh, they all kind of knew each other uh, and a lot of them were at least the Firestone graduates. Uh, they were all kind of along the 1968, 69 era, uh, very bright people. Not that individuals in other classes weren't, but there was some great talent in, in those couple of years coming out of Firestone. And of course, it's continued. Uh, you've got the Black Keys. You had Alan Myers from Devo. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of individuals that have uh, separated themselves from the crowds, as it were, Uh, coming out of Firestone, and we enjoyed the heck out of talking to these folks. Uh, They were very happy to uh, talk to us, and uh, we learned a lot from them.
4: I think that a big part of that, Malcolm, is that everyone, and I would say that that this is outside of this group or interview group, but general people that grew up in Akron have fond memories of it, and it's, it's a situation where they, they enjoyed their childhood, they like referring back to their childhood, and uh, they're, you know, happy to, to reminisce, and, and, you know, as we kind of peeled back the onion on this thing, we, we found people that specifically had graduated from, from Firestone that, you know, we had no idea what they were involved with, and the, you know, obvious ones in terms of, Steve refers to the late 60s of, of uh, you know, Chrissy Hind. Uh, during that era, but we, we found that there were uh, people that were, were extremely successful in, in comic books, in illustrations. Uh, Craig Yeo being one of them, who actually was the Muppets, uh, I think, director of, of production or something of, of that nature at one time. And there's another couple of gentlemen, Paul Mavridis and David Scroggie, who's in the book, that also were involved in uh, the world of uh, illustration, comic books. And in that in that group, uh, or in, among those people that are in that world, they're as well known as as Chrissy Hine and, and the Black Keys. So it, it's really interesting that, that not only the musicians mixed together, but people of, of arts and all kinds of creative aspects uh, kind of came out of this. And, um, it's been really interesting for us to discover some of that that we we had no idea. And is is that a Firestone thing? You think? There's, I I you know
0: I've been here. This is my twentieth year in Akron, and uh, you know, kind of feels like Firestone encourages creativity. Or the, if you are a creative student, you can probably find somewhere at Firestone to fit in.
1: Well, you know, I, I'll take that one. It, it, it's true, and and uh, in our case, uh, when we were at Firestone, uh, we had an incredible music teacher, uh, Mr. Thomas, and uh, and I I even recall, and he was just so giving and so nurturing, um, you know, and and uh, I I took his class, and uh, um, you know, uh, I took his music appreciation class, and. And, and learned how to appreciate classical music, but he would be nurturing to those musicians that that he thought that had a, a creative vein in them, and uh, and that wanted to in, encourage them. Um, you know, uh, um, who, who was uh, who was our? Uh, I think he taught civics. It was Dave. He came to our thirty year reunion. What what was his Dave last? Marshall. Name? Dave what Marshall. What
4: was it? Dave Marshall.
1: Dave Marshall, and and he taught a different class, but he would encourage people in theater and 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 want to see their creativity. So, you know, Firestone had a lot of that. You know, we had a great theater in our in our in our school and we were always doing productions and people were being creative and and the class would reward them with with encouragement and and whatnot so i don't think it's any surprise you know i sat as a youngster in high school and i remember watching phil keggy um uh, play uh in the glass harp uh, which is an incredible story i I won't i won't go into it but um and i would sit and watch him play guitar and and i would literally be mesmerized um if you've ever seen phil keggy play and so in 2005, when, when I was putting out a record, uh, I got Phil played three songs on it. So from as a young boy who would be mesmerized by Phil Kage to him actually playing on a record that I was putting out, one of probably, you know, how many records did he say that he put? He was on 500 different records throughout his career and had 50 that were that were, uh, you know acknowledged in, in, in terms of his career. So, uh, that that's that was huge for me and then to sit down and then interview him for our book was uh, was a memorable experience so we had a lot of different things like that and uh, you know I I was good friends with Paul Mavridis as Roger had mentioned in high school and uh, one day you know we were walking around the streets of San Francisco and ran into him I don't think he recognized me but uh, we sat and talked about it you know and uh, and he was uh, He was as much a freak then as he was. (laughs) At any rate, yeah, yeah, good questions, Bob. All
0: right. So what, uh, you hit 20K and then what happens?
3: Well, if we go over that, we can sponsor another school.
0: All right. Have you, have you picked a school? And that's how it works, right? You, you, you get the money, you pick a school and that school gets instruments
3: not quite not quite they 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 pick a school save the music picks a school and the school has to agree to a 10-year commitment of um teacher development and um and that they will stick stick with the program and they sign an agreement for it too and then so and we should know the name hopefully by the end of this week beginning of next week of what school it's going to be in akron
0: Did they ask you for suggestions or anything, or are they just...
3: Not really. They have a
4: criteria
1: that... um, This organization is set up pretty well. They know what they're doing.
4: It it has to be an underserved uh, school and has to meet certain criteria. I think actually a lot of it is tied to the amount of participants in um, school lunch programs so it, it's a way of identifying those households or students that come from households that perhaps don't have uh, the funds uh, for instruments and, and maybe the instruction that, that some children in other schools might might have. So the, in,
1: yeah. in our vetting of Save the Music, they have done some incredible things around the country. So well, we thought it was a perfect opportunity to, uh, to get... The, get them into Akron and Akron into them. And, and so uh, one thing led to another. I, I, if I may, Roger, if, you're, if I interrupted, I apologize, but I wanted to take that question just an, a, a step further. So wh- what do we plan on doing when we get to 20K? Well, Alita pointed out, you know, we could find another school, but what we're hoping, and we have no idea. I mean, we didn't know that it would ever have evolved to this level when we got started. So when it's finished and all said and done, And this book is up and it's available on Amazon. And we have no idea what's going to happen, Uh, obviously, in a perfect world. We'd want it to be uh, popular. Uh, We know that we've got a a limited audience and we're going to look at ways of broadening that audience. But will it take uh, a life of its own and, uh, and, and, and start pulling us down like a river? We hope. Uh, but what we would like to do is to inspire the next generation of, of something like this. Uh, maybe uh, 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 those that are in their 30 high school reunion or or at this point, you know. and or, But we want to see, we would love for this torch to be, that was handed to us, uh, be, be passed on to them. And that would be, uh, that would just be the, uh, the, the, um, paste de day resistance if i may it would be you know beyond our wildest dreams all right
0: who's uh who's playing the big party who, who you who you booked who's the band for for our, both parties i guess since you got two
1: well uh we don't we i the class of 71's got a group of musicians they they've been kind of uh, uh g- close to their best they haven't really said much about it uh we're starting to hear little hints about it. We've got Steve Sanders, who's left of the, of the surviving member of the Sanders Brothers Band. And he's got some, some players with him and a couple of our classmates. Uh, I, I plan on doing uh, some, some, some tunes from my show, uh, not in the band, but uh, as a tribute. We've got a, a, a video tribute to our fallen classmates. And a couple of us are going to get up, and then I hear that there's a jam session um, that uh, in between a set to so fill out some time, and then San, uh, Steve Sanders and his band. Uh, you know, I, I I I was I was the roadie. <laughs> That's how my musical career started. I was the roadie for Steve Sanders' band, at the... Uh, and so we're going to watch him play and, and I, I hope that he plays cinnamon girl because I'll never forget watching Steve Sanders play cinnamon girl by Neil Young. So I'm hoping that's on his set list that night.
0: <laughs> all
1: right, Sounds like a good time.
0: Well, all right. I'm uh, I, I think that's it for me. Uh, we will uh, let all
1: folks know or
0: all the folks we can, we can, we can
1: reach. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, Steve, Roger, mm-hmm. Alita, anything you want to finish up with?
3: One Do thing you that's appreciate kind of... everything.
1: Go ahead, Alita.
3: One thing that I was thinking about when you had asked earlier about, you know, our musical experience and thinking about Firestone and what was appealing about Save the Music. At the time we were there, we had, like so we were told, or I was under the impression, the best marching band in the state of Ohio. And that was always something to be, I was always really proud of it. I wasn't musical, I couldn't do anything, but having that band and seeing them take the, um, uh, the football field at any of the games. And it was just, that was a really cool thing. And Mr. Thomas did have a lot of gifts that he was able to do even for the unmusically inclined because we would have these musicals every year. And one year he let me be in it. I had no speaking role. I had no singing role, but I got to be part of it. And that was really, in addition to singing in the choir, it was just, it was, it was like, you know, it just, and I think every child should have that experience no matter what their level of skill is, something that is, you know, not academic, but can help bring their creativity alive.
1: You know, it's funny as Alita talks that I start to think about the creativity. I mean, what was going on in Akron and and those in terms of, you know, tune in, tune out, uh, get your freak on, whatever. It was the hippie time, you know, and we were all either hippies or stoners or geeks or, or, or jocks, you know, and I hung with them all. But um, there's, no, there's no mistake why Devo became Devo. That was an experiment in college with these guys that are coming together and, and an artistic experiment that became Devo. And there's no, there's no mistake to that. There was just this creative outlet that you could like, you know, you could almost do whatever you wanted to do as long as it was fresh and exciting and it expressed your, your personality all
0: right that uh, that's sort of interesting in the way because i went to high school in oakland in the 80s and mostly just apathy there was very we didn't have a band 2300 students no band we had a choir nobody cared so it's sort of interesting that how much those things meant to you guys then you know it was we were all too cool for school kind of a thing and I think a lot of people are into it. I I find that an interesting thing about Akron in my time here.
4: Yeah, I think a lot of it that that there's there's a little bit of an underdog mentality. You know, we certainly weren't on the coast. We weren't in Oakland or the Bay Area, which, which, you know, we weren't even Cleveland. We had to kind of make our own cool. Yeah. That's nice. All right.
1: Oh, man. Uh, Thanks for bringing that up. Malcolm, because you really helped us put it into perspective. And you're right. My my business was in the Bay Area. It's still, I have a business there. I'm, I, I don't live there anymore. But you're right. I mean, the 80s and the 90s in the Bay Area was the, the beginning of that apathetic kind of slippery slope that California is in the throes of right now. And uh, it was far different than when we grew up in uh, the little town of uh, of uh, that we like to call the Big A. So uh, yeah, man, uh, you know God's good. All right. Well, thank
0: you. Uh, if I have any other questions, I'll just email some combination of you Feel your...
2: free, and we appreciate everything that you guys are doing for us. It's a it's a blessing to have you
0: as a partner with us. Thank you. We like the community since we're
4: here, you know. Before, uh, could you stop that one second, Daryl, and uh, the recording? And I just wanted to make sure, Malcolm, that um, there isn't some...